1: Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Angie Fernot. With me, as always, is oblivious bookish angel Chris Randazzo.
2: How much trouble can I get into for asking a few questions?
1: Delinquent devilish demon Karen Randazzo. Get a big cup, put six shots of espresso in it, and nothing else. <laughs> and amnesiac nude box wielder Evan Goldstein.
0: I feel like your exactly and my exactly are different (laughs) exactlies.
1: This is episode number 271 for the month of December, the year of our overlords, 2023. This month was my pick. I chose Good Omens Season 2, Episode 1, and the title was uh, The Arrival. Uh, but before that, let's get into our weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailikike.com. So hit us up. Let us know what you want us to watch. Uh, let us know what you don't want us to watch. I'm looking for a specific recommendation. I'm going to make a real ask to see who's listening to this. I want someone to suggest something at least 20 years old, which I feel should be older than it is, but that makes me realize how old I am. That's...
0: Good so I want something like right
1: I want something like pre the year two thousand. So you want
0: something twenty five years old?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's go. Let's go closer to that. Somebody recommend something pre the year two thousand. In fact, the older the better. Um. So yeah, that's that's my request. So here we go. Testing. Let's let's find out if any listeners out there actually give a shit. All right. Uh, so anyway, pretty please reach out. But aside from that, y'all, how are you? What have you been watching? How are you doing? How have your holidays been? I know that uh, we've we've been delayed a few times because the universe is trying to kill us.
2: <laughs> yes, nonstop sickness has yeah. been ravaging our household, which is, it, it's just been a hoot and a holler.
1: I've been
3: sick for about a month. Mm-hmm. That's why my voice sounds like this. Sick, but not
1: in the good way.
0: I feel no. awesome. It's yeah. amazing.
1: I think Evan is the only person of all of us who has not been at death's door this month.
0: It's because I destroyed myself at an early age, so I've built up an immunity.
1: That's That's it. it. (laughs) That's what we were missing, folks. Uh, So, yeah, I, I think first I had to cancel because I was so sick I could barely see straight. And then Karen had to cancel, I think. And now here we are. Right. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I yeah. I mean,
0: you were bad for like two, ish weeks, and you're still not a hundred percent, but you're you're better. But I'm a
1: lot better now. Yeah. So for me, I for like ten days I was sick, but it was like really sick, and then but yeah, it was technically like two weeks overall. Uh, but it was like first few days I was like, ah, I don't feel great. This kind of sucks. But like you know, I'll work half days and kind of power through it and I did that for two days and by day three I was like nope taking the day off of work and unfortunately I didn't have the wherewithal to be like "Ah, I should just rest all of these days because Wednesday evening our family came into town and the next day it was Thanksgiving so uh it was amazing we hosted our first Thanksgiving in our house um but well technically we just hosted our first Thanksgiving period, period. since we've been together yes uh which was really cool but uh it was also our first Thanksgiving in our first house. So lots of firsts. It was our, our, my in-laws, like our, uh, his brother and sister-in-law and then our nephew, it was, uh, their first time being down as a family. Uh, and it was the first time Steph and the baby had seen the house. So that was cool. Uh, made chocolate chip cookies with the nephew for the first time. So he made some Banging cookies. He did. He stuck M and M's in the them, y'all. Placed M and M's like <sighs>
0: strategically placed. He M&Ms. was
1: so cute about it too.
0: He's at that age where he's 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 over overtly cute like he came in confidently when he saw the house and he saw all the artwork and all the stuff and he's like i'm an artist too like yeah, yes you are so buddy cute. Cute.
1: Aww. <laughs> i have the most adorable picture of him at my desk in my studio like working with these like watercolor brushes that they're like a uh, watercolor markers that i have and he's like sitting there drawing at my desk using like my personal art supplies. And I was like, I love this child. I walked so, in here
0: in there at one point and he was doing I thought it was gonna end up being the stereotypical hand turkey, but he was painting and, and I'm like, Oh, oh buddy, let me pull up your sleeve because he was wearing the whitest of shirts. And I'm like, This is yeah. not and watercolor marker. Not a good plan, but hey, you're a kid. Have a blast.
1: just so so freaking cute adorable
0: how was your guys holidays
1: it was nice we went up
3: to my sister she cooked so that meant that i didn't have to and i can't remember the last time that happened um (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) oh the kids had a blast there was still some you know sickness abounding but uh it was nice all right
2: Good, good yeah, food. it was a, it was a good time. The food was—I uh, mean, I thought the food was delicious. Karen's a little bit of a stuffing snob. Uh, <laughs> no boxed yeah. stuff for and you. Is that what you are saying? It's, it's, I, I I really like trash stuffing. Yeah, uh, yes. and that's like kind of what she made. You made like a you know the bag stuff, which is like yeah, pile that shit on. Yeah. I was thrilled, and you know, gravy from a packet. Like,
0: Ooh, sign me up. I was—you went just, fancy.
2: You got the packet, not out of the jar. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fucking delightful and uh, uh so i was really happy with food and uh it was it was a good time until i had like just a debilitating allergy attack oh, no. from being around uh their pets their 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 dogs uh oh. and like it was it was terrible i could i couldn't breathe i was sitting outside and eventually took benadryl to to get a little bit of sleep uh which is especially funny because then i decided to get a second dog <laughs> which uh has fortunately not had anywhere near that kind of effect. I had a little bit of a a, a little bit of a, a allergy situation going on, I think, cuz like I'm still fighting off this ridiculous sickness. So It's like I can't tell is this allergies or is this just my cough? Who the hell knows? But uh <laughs> it's yours now. No, it's a, <laughs> it's your cough it's, now. It's, it's mine for, now. This is forever. <laughs> and I, I this happened to me last year too. I remember last last year around the same time I had a cough on all the podcasts for weeks and weeks and then eventually uh eventually it subsided so who knows it's just this is just the way my life is now but um yeah it's been uh it was it was a good good little uh thanksgiving break um and then we've just been home and dog and sickness and good times have been had by all awesome
1: i have to say on the note of gravy Uh, we made our first Turkey. It was the first time I've ever made a Turkey, like mostly solo. Like I made the Turkey and it was so funny because, um, Brian was there, our brother, my brother-in-law, uh, and he's like, okay, so he brined the Turkey for me, which was great because I was not going to do that. I just don't have that level of proficiency or confidence. (laughs)
0: Hold on. Before you skip that past that spot. Yeah. I was helping him unload the car. And he brought said turkey and it was in a cooler. Like a nice big yeti style cooler. And then I pull out the rest of the stuff and he pulls out a home a brand new Home Depot Orange Bucket. And I'm like, What I what is that for? And he goes, Oh, that's for the turkey. And I'm like, What what are you what are you doing to the turkey that you need a bucket? I was like, "Oh, I'm going to submerge it in sugar and water." I went, oh, "Okay, yeah, I have absolutely no problems with that whatsoever. Anything coated in sugar water is tops on my sugar, list." Sugar,
1: it's sugar, salt, and water. Oh, yeah,
2: yes, I'm going to paint it.
1: I, borderline, I thought that might be happening. I, I was very confused. Um, it was absolutely wild, but it was like, it, honestly, it was great. And then to make things even better, like. I did, when we did the prep on the turkey, like we took the skin and then you stick all the butter underneath. And it was so weird because the first time my best friend made a turkey, we were roommates like, God, this is probably 15 plus years ago now. And she's like, she's doing this for the first time. And I remembered like, holy crap, like this started with me helping somebody. And now she's like this amazing cook and she like competitively makes turkeys <laughs> against our other friends like they do like a turkey cook-off every year it's so stupid
0: friends miss smith isn't an amazing oh, it is
1: <laughs> honestly it's like the best bullshit ever um and so i just had like this really like full circle like wholesome moment and then the turkey came out great but the gravy Evan bought this jar of gravy and I was like so skeptical, but then I took a bunch of the juice from the bottom of the the pan where the turkey was cooking and I mixed it into the gravy. Holy shit. <laughs> like I tried That's it when it came out of the idea. jar.
0: <laughs> I had Ugh. it with pancakes the next morning. It was delicious. It was like
1: <laughs> legitimately like not to toot my own horn, but I'm gonna, it was the best gravy I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was so proud of that. I was, and it, I was literally like, oh, well. Because I started with a decent jar of gravy and then I just added the fat. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's seasoned fat. This mm-hmm. is amazing.
0: Everything, I was so proud of you and everything that, like, ev- there was not a misstep in the meal. Like, you know, every once in a while, like, as you're cooking a, a large meal, something goes sideways. And it's, you know, the vegetables went bad or, you know, whatever. You had so many moving parts and everything came together so well. Like, we invited our friend Lloyd and his mother to to spend Thanksgiving with us, and unfortunately, his mom couldn't make it, but she had claimed making the macaroni and cheese, homemade ice cream, and he brought a pecan pie. Now, the the mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese was delicious, but... My wife had no idea what to do because it was just a thing of noodles and a a bag of different cheeses. Now we just assumed <laughs> that we melted all together, but no directions just flopped it well took care and of this it.
1: is this is what killed me uh was his mom gave him directions, and I called her, but you know she wasn't feeling well, so she didn't pick up when I called because she was probably resting and so I'm like freaking out over here because I'm like, well shit, like I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And I'm like, I've made cheese sauce before. Like, it can't be that difficult. So I just ended up doing my own thing. And it wasn't bad. But, like, apparently when he got home, his mom was, like, reverse engineering it because she's a really good cook and this is her recipe. And I did, like, everything the opposite of what she would have done. And she was very gracious about it. She told me it was fine. But I was like, ew. I'm like, he literally had one job. Just tell me what to do and I'd make it for him. I was like, God, Really, Lloyd? Like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> so that was like my one pet peeve about the day because everything about the day was great, but that I was like, you. Ugh.
0: It was. It was, honey. It was amazing. Everything came out really well.
1: I was really happy. We just. We just are finishing some of those no, leftovers.
0: No, that we're. we're ne- well, yes, we made it through most of the leftover yeah. sides. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd also brought like five steaks for some reason.
1: (laughs) Oh, they're so good, though. I ate a lot of steak recently. Who wants
0: steak? We have turkey. But I brought steak. Why are you bringing another dinner to this dinner? Nobody was mad.
1: Nobody was mad about it but Evan. Like, everybody else is like, yeah, steak and turkey? Let's go. (laughs) Well, I'm very proud of you
3: because I know how hard that is. I've been doing it for many years, and I've had my missteps along the way. Uh, I am a stuffing snob. I was brought up that we dry the bread out overnight and, you know, crack it into pieces. And it's a whole thing. Oh my. And I do also make my gravy from scratch. Um, but everything my sister made was delightful. And I have to admit that I was the one who fucked up because I made a pecan pie. I make a, a chocolate chunk pecan pie Ooh. Um, I'm <clears throat> because I was sick. I missed a step in the directions where I was supposed to turn down the heat in the oven, and so I brought, like, this fucking brick to my sister's <laughs> house. It tasted good, but um, it was a brick.
2: <laughs> it was a delicious brick. And let me say, for the record, as much as I love trash stuffing, like, her stuffing is next level. Like, well,
3: I do put bacon in it. Yeah,
2: it's, it's oh, like that's apple cheating. bacon <laughs> stuffing. It's it's freaking ridiculous. And her gravy is also very, very good. It's, uh, it's just a... Uh, Outstanding stuff. I just, I, I really you're talking about steak and turkey. Like, yeah, okay. I would put that on. See, I made, the, I made the rolls. I made the rolls from scratch, go. and uh, so I, I made a whole mess of rolls and brought them up. And I made a bonus loaf of challah bread to bring with too, because I was, you know, I was already baking. He's crazy. So crazy. What the hell? It's bread. Let's throw together a, throw together an extra. I know, loaf. but
3: he was so busy because it was Black Friday week for work, and so he was like. Had a million things to do, and then he's like nine o'clock at night starting this bread, and he's like, Should I make a hollow loaf too? I'm like, What are you talking
1: about? (laughs) The answer (sighs) is always yes, Karen. Yes.
2: Yeah, she was so happy to see an extra loaf of hollow bread. I don't even know what she did with it. (laughs) (laughs) Hollow bread makes you holla. Now I remember the first time I cooked a turkey for myself. Oh Uh, God. It came out (laughs) So does Karen came out great. the, it, the part that we ate came out great and then when i was putting it away i started picking at it and i realized that the top part came out great the bottom part was not cooked properly and i got food poisoning awesome oh no. yeah it was great i was uh,
3: and i nursed him through it and that was like one of those relationship solidifying moments
2: yeah she was <laughs> great make or
3: break
1: you. i
2: had it was it was that and uh, the new zelda game had come out um, so I was, I was playing Twilight Princess. I was like, well, I literally can't do anything else, so I'll just lay here, and between bouts of running back and forth to the bathroom, I'll just play some Zelda. It'll be great. I, I have fond memories of that food poisoning.
0: <laughs> Imagine if you had your Switch, you would not have had to leave the bathroom.
1: Imagine right. if you just didn't have food poisoning. It's
2: years, years and years ago. Good wow. times. Memories. That was back in the launch of the Wii. <laughs> Uh, good stuff, well,
0: so well,
1: I'm glad that everybody survived Thanksgiving. you know, did, I'm sure we'll have things to share for Christmas Well
0: before we skip away from holidays did did either of you watch the parade for Thanksgiving? It's so, okay to say no
3: <laughs> we didn't uh, we didn't we don't have cable, so okay. Chris found the stream on YouTube that was just literally somebody on the side of the parade route okay. streaming as they were going by. Well, so we cool. watched some of that.
2: Um, my yeah, because sis- like nowhere was t- nowhere was showing the, the, the thing except uh, what Peacock was the only place that we could get it since we don't have okay. basic cable and we didn't have Peacock either. So it's just, I'm not paying for Peacock just to watch half of the parade. Cause I gotta-
3: have a friend who paid for the month just for that day so she could see the parade. So Dang. apparently,
0: I guess my sister-in-law has Peacock. And she was able to stream it from her phone to our television. And we had it on in the background, I'm going to say, about 45 minutes. And every time I looked at it, it was a balloon that I did not recognize or a marching band. And I I remembered the, the parade being more of an event, and it was just, it, and it wasn't like good, you know, movie-worthy marching bands. It was just a bunch of high school kids. <laughs> I remember this being more of an event. So I don't really <laughs> think we missed much this year.
3: When when we did see some marching bands and in, in what we were watching, uh, some of them had cheerleaders, and I pointed them out to my daughter because she started cheering this year. Mm-hmm. Um, And she got very offended that her team was not invited to march in the parade <laughs> as a, you know... <laughs> seven and eight year old rec league team
1: yeah
0: that's
3: the only appropriate (laughs) with no marching
1: band whatsoever perfect i love it she's got the right idea
0: that's that's the way to do it
1: (laughs) that's insane oh Oh my gosh so good so good such goodness Mm -hmm. i concur all right so anyway i guess we should talk about some television uh you know that is, what, that is what we are here for, but I'm glad you guys are alive, and I'm uh, excited that, you know, hosting Thanksgiving. Um, cool. So, Evan, why don't you share what you've been watching?
0: Um, I, okay, we've been watching a couple of different things, um, but specifically, I want to touch on Monarch, the legacy of monsters. The
2: Monarch! And
0: I appreciate you <laughs> <me laughs> doing that, because, do you know... Not everybody gets that joke because I kept saying it that way and no, nope, it was falling on deaf ears. So I just fell into, you know, yeah, just watch Monarch. Um, I'm here for so, you. So like I said – oh, well, this is actually before Thanksgiving. Um, my buddy Lloyd came to the house and let's just say it was a very long day and we started to watch the first episode late at night and – and um, there was some inebriation going on. So I need you to understand how not in the right mindset either one of us was. But the opening of the first episode was so in, in, engrossing that I, we could not turn away. And I can't tell if it was because of the monsters that were on screen <laughs> or the poorly done CGIing. Of uh, John Goodman, so <laughs> the way this show opens up, it's John Goodman talking to a, to camera, apologizing for somebody. It's like set in like the fifties, and he's in the in the jungle, and he's wearing you know jungle attire, and he apologizes, and then monster noise, and then camera turns to like first person view, like we're looking or we're watching him run through the jungle. Every once in a while, getting a side view now. I don't know if you've seen John Goodman recently, but he is in no shape to be running full tilt through a jungle at all. Um, He makes it out of the jungle, and then we figure out that he's being chased by the biggest daddy long leg I've ever seen. It was the size of a building. And he makes it to the end of this runway if you will it's like a a cliff edge and he throws something into the water he turns to like sort of square off with this godzilla sized daddy long leg and then out of the ground pops up a crab like a regular in essence you know like blue crab that you would see at the beaches of the jersey shore because it was sort of like hidden in the ground but this is the size of a tanker like it's these are giant Godzilla sized monsters and they're now fighting each other and John Goodman is doing this like shuffle back and forth avoiding crab claws and spider legs and I'm like this is either going to be the best television show ever or the worst thing put on film and I had to shut it off because I wanted to be fully invested in this time um, the next day, I turned it back on. Watched the first two episodes back to back. It's great, especially if you like the Godzilla, like the New Godzilla universe. It's giving like a grounded backstory to this world, and it the special effects are great. For other than the, the poorly CGI, John Goodman. Like <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can do. Um, but it was it's it's a like a a. a an explanation of what's going on off camera during these, the, the, the Godzilla and the King Kong movies, because it's that universe. Um, and it's explaining how we got to the first Godzilla movie in essence, because that takes place like modern day. And I think it was San Diego or yes, it's, I think it was San Diego. Um, but it, it's, it's all about the people that are um, doing the the, the the science investigations from like for the 50s on and what their what their children have been going through now and because godzilla is it's it's a oddly grounded giant kaiju movie or television show and i am 100% on board it is so entertaining and so much fun so highly highly recommend and you get
2: to see you know kurt russell being a badass.
1: Yeah, are Sounds like guys... something
3: that your dad would like, honey.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I should probably throw that as in his direction. Right, this is the show that has a, uh, what's his name, a yes. U.S. agent playing yes. Kurt Russell, playing young Kurt Russell. Right? Yes. Yes, he That's plays kind of exciting. 1950s
0: Kurt Russell. And um, there was a couple of other actors that you'll recognize, but like nobody, like Kurt Russell is the Biggest? Well, I mean, Wyatt Russell. Are they related? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> is Wyatt Russell Kurt Russell's son? Because that would just blow up. Wyatt
2: Russell is U.S. agent. <laughs> Were you just? Are you just figuring this out now? I, I did what's, not what's know
0: his. On? I just read his name. I didn't. <laughs> he was U.S. agent the entire time to me. Or <laughs> was it Wish Captain America? <laughs>
2: I did not know yes, he was, yes. they were related. He is, look at that. he is Kurt Russell's kid playing young Kurt Russell. That was, the, that was oh, like the whole thing.
0: All right. I did not. I was not aware of that because when I look at them, I don't see that much of a resemblance. <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna tell you it's really funny listening to you figure this out in real time I, hey
0: <laughs> do you want to <laughs> I was so unimpressed with his acting as US agent that I did uh, not play him much mind
1: I just love that you call him Wish Captain America cause that's honestly like that is that, that's <laughs> that a that meme.
0: meme keeps popping up every once in a while now it's like New Jersey bagels is Chris Evans Captain America and all other 49 state bagels is him <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, whenever, you know, U.S. agent.
1: That's so mean. It is. That's so mean. But,
0: but he's doing a good job in this show. I he mean, is
1: not America's ass, you he know? He
2: absolutely not. But, uh, <laughs> well, he's America's ass, all right, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Different guy.
2: <laughs> Different guy. Yeah. No, he actually seems like a pretty cool dude, and I think he's great as US, that U.S. agent character. I think he's, I think he's awesome. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see uh, Thunderbolts. Oh, but yeah? I'm going to have to, because it's not coming out tomorrow. No, you have to wait. Stupid time.
1: I'm
3: mm. just I mean, stupid.
1: <laughs> what is time, other than stupid? All right, moving on. Uh, cool, Chris or Karen, you want to go next? Sure.
3: Um, my beloved Doctor Who is back. You guys,
0: is it still beloved? Oh my though? god! Yes,
3: it's still beloved. Yes. Good. I Oh was my so god! So worried. It's been so long. It's been so long, and then it kind of snuck up on me. um <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you didn't so, give us warning, Karen. we like I—I I found out from nefarious means that it had happened, and I was a little upset.
3: <laughs> well, my Facebook feed has been full of Doctor Who, just like uh, <clears throat> Uvians freaking out. Um, so they aired two of the three specials. Um, first one after the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and then last weekend, um, and then the next one next week is going to be the last. Special with Tenant, and then on Christmas, they're going to have the Regeneration episode and bring in the new Doctor. And Um, they're going
0: to do that? Well, I'm assuming they're going to bring in the new Doctor probably at the end of that, and then the new Doctor starts 2027?
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're sometime next year. Okay. They're shooting now. They're in production now. I don't know, but it's not not going to be as long a wait i think um so yeah they tenant is back they have yet to explain why he's still tenant um they did a good job kind of getting around the you know donna can never remember him or she'll die um they did a good job handling that um,
1: I would certainly hope so, because that was like a <laughs> yeah. Big yeah, the first bottle. four
0: minutes, Donna dies. So that's how they got around it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, they put her in a position where um, she was willing to sacrifice, um, because in the 15 years that she has been, you know, apart from the doctor, she got married, she had a kid, um, and so she's got this whole life. And then when the doctor came back and she was uh, had to remember this stuff, uh, it was the only way to save her family. Okay. So she was willing to die, but then there was some uh, timey-wimey stuff that happened. <laughs> um, Cosmic loophole. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> so Russell T. Davies is back as the showrunner, mm-hmm. um, and it, is very fun.
0: Good. Um,
3: okay. Which is not something I could say about the Chimnal era. Um it is very fun. Uh there's lots of great like characters, like there's a uh, there's a couple different races of aliens in the first one um that were all like surprising, unexpected fun. Um Probably my favorite part was that um, Donna's daughter is named Rose, mm. um, um, played by Yasmin Finney, who's a trans actress, um, and the character is trans. And they uh, did some really good dealing with like trans representation and issues facing trans people. And let me just say. R.I.P. to all the quote-unquote fans who are gonna, you know, who have since been mad about it. Um, The Doctor Who is so woke now, like it's not been woke this whole time.
2: I forgot to tell you. Yeah? I was talking about this with Dan on Stone Age Gamer Uh last week. I had no idea that the the actor or the (laughs) character was trans. Completely went over my head. Oh, you did? I I just completely, like. Apparently, earlier in the episode, like, they were teasing them, calling them a, a boy's name. Right over my head. Yeah. Completely missed the whole thing. Dan was explaining to me. I was like, I don't know that I picked that up. He was like, no, that person is trans. Like, oh! <laughs> yeah. Completely went over my head. Uh, what? Dope. <laughs> and and uh, her being
3: trans actually factored into the plot, um, which, in just a really beautiful way. So... It was nice to see Doctor Who like kind of keeping with the times um and I mean not that they ever haven't, but you know i guess l g b t q plus stuff is not stuff not something that they've like heavily dealt with in the past before, and this was very central to the episode um so that was really great to
1: see it sounds like it's one uh, of those things where maybe they've they've always you know been with the times but they're continuing that trend which is a nice thing to see so right
0: they've been with the times just not they weren't overt (laughs) about it
3: not so overt about it right
0: like they I mean because it's unfortunate that well no it's fortunate that they didn't have to do that but they they did it because it was you know good television it had it, it it was just it made for good storytelling and now with the way things are you know it 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 you have to say hey look this is not just your run of the mill television show this is something that has been and and will always be you know the doctor like kind of thing so it's good that they 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 did it properly
1: i haven't seen it but i get the feeling that it would be it like a lot of i think you know we've talked about box checking here i i don't feel like their inclusion immediately makes me go oh they were probably just checking a box
3: no it didn't feel like that at all um they also had some decent um disability rep in the episode as well they had a character who was in a wheelchair and they at the same time they like completely didn't make a big deal out of it like she was just there she's in charge of all these unit guys um and then they through in this bit where uh they were going to check out some alien thing and it was at the top of this tower and there were only stairs um and they were like uh sorry the alien landing site isn't handicap accessible <laughs> oh, and you know it was just sort of like it was nice to see them like address that and not like kind of brush it under the carpet mm. um the second episode another <laughs> there was the hell was it now? Um now they're like people are saying like the doctor has finally come out as like not straight. Um oh, there was a really cute like throwaway bit um where Donna and the doctor were traveling in the sub- second episode and they like brushed through this moment in time and briefly looked out into it and met somebody and then later they were talking about it and it was a guy and uh donna was like is it me or was that guy totally hot and the doctor was like yeah totally hot <laughs> oh wait is that the kind of person i am now and she goes it was never that far from the surface <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean as much as the doctor's never been like romantically interested in humans um I mean I think you know romantic attraction and like it just uh <clears throat> finding somebody attractive are different things so
0: Oh yeah absolutely uh,
3: So that was that was cool Um the second episode was extremely weird in a good way like uh it just kept you guessing there was a lot of uh I don't know just these really cool monsters that, like, kept you guessing and you weren't really sure what was going to happen and you really weren't sure how the Doctor and Donna were going to get out of it. Um, and it ended with a really nice cameo. Um, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because we 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 knew, well, the information is out there that um, Bernard Cribbins made his last filmed appearance as Bill. So uh, that cameo was at the end of the episode and it just me so happy that my voice is going to go like this now. (laughs) Um, but it was, it was really sweet. And I am very much looking forward to the third special because I believe they're going to tie together all of the like questions that have been raised and not answered by these two about, you know, what he's doing back as with the same old face. Um, and the villain for this third special is uh, is somebody from, like, way back in Classic Who. Um, and is being played by Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. So if you have been, like, if you have fallen off the Who bandwagon, but you always loved 10, which is, I would say, a fair percentage of the Doctor Who fandom, uh, and you, you haven't watched the specials yet, You probably should, and you will be a happy, happy Whovian.
2: Yeah, I have to say that uh, I was really... It was... The first special was just, like, it was so much fun, and it was really nice to remember what it was like for um, Doctor Who to be this kind of fun. Like, it just looked completely different. It looked more colorful. It looked more like a TV show, whereas I think the last... um, (laughs) The last couple of seasons of, I don't know about Moffat, but definitely the Chibnall era was a bit grayer, yeah, and a little bit of the Moffat stuff too it was just it was starting to look try to look more like big blockbuster movies, and this was like it just felt like such a throwback in the best possible way. Like it didn't look bad or cheesy, but it didn't look like um, overly gray. Like it was just so noticeably more colorful and shot so much more like you know the older episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, And it was (laughs) written that way, in that it was just fun, lots of amusing dialogue, and the stakes weren't insane, which was, you know, that was my whole big thing with Moffat moffeting all over the place. We're just like, all right, well, we tried to end the universe, we stopped that. It's like, well, what if we ended all universes? Or what if we ended time itself? Or what if we ended reality itself and like just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until the stakes were so abstract it was like I don't even know I don't even know how to react to this anymore um and it was I don't know it just felt like a wonderful return to form it was you know a a tiny bit rocky but uh it it had such good character to it and such a great personality it didn't really matter that it was a little bit rocky it was just it was just damn good television Great, great to have it back
3: Tana and Tennant's uh, <laughs> chemistry is like back in perfect, top of their game form. Oh, yes, that makes so me happy. So enjoyable to watch.
2: Lovely, it is just lovely. So and they cr-
3: definitely got that Disney money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I have production
3: two- value is uh is a uh, you know leaps and bounds from where
0: it came from. <laughs> I have two questions, Chris. One during SAG, you had made comment because I think this was you were talking about it pre the second uh, special, and you were talking about the special appearance of <clears throat> whomever you you said like the, it was their final, and you said that was going to destroy you when you saw it.
2: Did it actually destroy right. you? She was talking about uh, Wolf. Uh, no, it didn't actually destroy me. It was okay. actually quite nice. Okay. The the reason I thought it was going to destroy me was because the last time. Oh no! Well, it was it was the tenant regeneration episode, man. And like, God, that was already brutal enough. Like, Wolf is such a great character, and it was like, okay, this is this is just nice. Now, are we sure that was the last we'll see of him?
3: Uh, yes, I have read behind the scenes stuff. There was more planned for him, but um, he was not. He died a few weeks after it was shot. He wasn't up to filming anything else other than that that they also have said like he's mentioned in the next special and he's fine the character is fine
2: all right i'll take it yeah no it was it was just real nice seeing him again i i I thought it was going to be some sort of bigger emotional gut punch uh than it was and instead it was just lovely so thank you for that dr Mm -hmm. who it's very kind of you
0: second question karen i don't know i'm assuming that you've heard because if i've heard it that means you have heard it, that they are talking about when the new season of Doctor Who starts on Disney, they're going to title it a season one. How, how do you feel about that and how is that supposed to affect the entirety of this? Because from my understanding, classic Doctor Who does not regenerate to 2005
2: Doctor Who. But, not on camera, but that's the way it works. Okay. They've, they've all but done that at this point.
3: I honestly like the history of Doctor Who is such a shit show. Okay. But it really doesn't bother me that much if they want to say they're going to start over again with the numbering. It's like, whatever. It's they're just not, like
2: a Marvel Comics being and like, and this is Spider-Man number off. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: they're not they're not erasing any of the canon. they're not trying to like say anything that came before didn't happen if they want to do that like i I don't whatever okay, I think that's a that sounds like a Disney call like Disney was like, "No, we have this new thing." Oh, the other day, Ellie stayed home sick from school um, and so I was on the couch with her and trying to help her find something to watch. And I went into Disney Plus, and I went into the Disney section of the Disney Plus app, and like one of the categories in that page was uh, Disney Originals, <laughs> and that's where Doctor Who was. And I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, that is yeah. It was m- kind of like mighty pretentious. They did the same thing with with Star Wars. Remember when the like, Star Wars showed up? The, it's, it's like it's listed as a Disney original. I'm like. No, it's not. The
3: hell it is.
2: <laughs> I'm talking about like the old like a- animated Star Wars things. Like here's classic Disney Star Wars. Like the hell are you on about? Like I <laughs> get that you own it, but you didn't do it. Like stop that.
1: Stop that. <laughs> I didn't you the
2: see the ears has the whole time? A
3: few things to say about that. <laughs> Disney.
2: <laughs> Vader
0: has always had little Mickey ears the entire time.
3: <laughs> Absurd, but fine. Whatever. All right. I don't care.
0: I was
2: just curious it's because, a, like,
3: that's just gonna make it confusing. Yeah, and I don't agree with it, but
2: so it was um, Paul McGann, yeah, regenerated into the War Doctor, and then the War Doctor went into Eccleston. Correct. So that's the right. Okay, just want to make sure I had that. At that lineage, correct, and that was done at the end of
0: Tenant, wasn't it? was that. That's when that uh-huh. whole. Movie
2: uh, stuff took place. I mean,
3: uh,
2: that was in Matt, uh, that, was, that was Matt Smith territory because it was well, Matt Smith, Tennant, okay. and uh, okay, War so, Doctor okay. together.
3: Yes, that's when that happened. But the War Doctor's time actually happened between the 1996 box oh, yeah, no. TV movie and 2005.
0: Gotcha. Yes, they that was a New an move. extreme retconning at the at the at, at Matt Smith era. So okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, hmm. yeah. speaking oh, of Disney wimey.
2: Plus though, I did want to throw out real quick some news that came out today that made me very happy. It's not T V related, oh. but it makes me really happy. Uh the three Pixar movies that went straight to Disney Plus are all getting theatrical runs early next year. What are those movies? Um uh Soul, uh Turning Red, and Luca.
1: Oh I didn't oh, realize and I they think never we had we should
2: go see all three of them because they're all great movies.
0: Oh, I saw...
1: Soul is one of our kids' favorite movies.
2: Luca. It's a
0: great
1: one. We didn't see Luca, honey. That's no. the only one we haven't seen yet. Interesting. Yeah, which I found out about, and I was like, shit, I forgot to tell you. I yeah, I, I like the
0: other two. Quite a bit, actually. Soul was great. Yeah, Soul was
2: great. Yeah, Soul was great. I, I got a real kick out of Turning Red, and uh, I, I think Luca is delightful. It's not as, like... I, I guess, like, it's not as... <sighs> I can't think of the word for it. I don't want to say it's not as good as the other ones, but it's not as, like, you know, overwhelmingly good as the other ones. But it's got such a great... It's a, it's a relatively simple movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it does the, the Pixar heartstrings thing, I think, really well. Uh, and the characters are great. I think it's a really fun movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, Turning Red, <laughs> What both of those were heavy movies for animated fare. Because you know, Well, no, that's Pixar. Well, I was <laughs> yeah.
1: gonna say, yeah, that's yeah. what Pixar does. Um, yeah, they're not so,
2: heavy for Pixar standards.
1: No, but they
4: no,
2: are no, 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 heavy for F- yeah. Disney standards. How's that? <laughs> but they all definitely deserved a theatrical run, and it sucked that they didn't get them. Um, and uh, I'm glad that they're finally getting them. I know at least the first two were largely related to COVID, you know, them being pumped onto Disney Plus. But there was also like a big part of that was like. Well, we're going to put these original movies here uh, instead of theaters to get people to subscribe to Disney Plus, which I think is now up to like thirteen ninety nine a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, man, if we didn't use it all the time, I would, I would cancel the heck out of it. But we use it a lot.
1: Makes it hard, uh, yeah. yeah. And you've got it kids, does like. like
2: I know we have nefarious means, but like nefarious means aren't like, well, this isn't available the instant it's available, you know? And a lot of times that comes up and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and also the, the Plex server is not that intuitive for the kids to surf through and and utilize on their tablet or anything. Disney plus is. So it's like, but man, oh man, I'm I keep thinking more and more about like, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could cancel Netflix or like just cancel one of them, but like, ellie uses both of them a lot so yeah. yeah they just keep raising the prices
0: well that's how they that's how you know they're a struggling business and they need yeah, the, the, to to make ends meet
2: so. they really do they just yeah. they can't yeah. this is an expensive you proposition
0: is, you really don't
2: you take you take away the obscene salaries of the executives in charge and like there's but really how are not they that much money to live, to go around. Chris? Come on now.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, you guys done, grandpas?
2: (laughs) Back in my day... Tell me about some television. television. We had to walk up to the TV to turn the dial. Remote (laughs) controls. Wore an onion on her belt, which was the style at the time.
1: (laughs) That sounds rough.
2: All right, what what have you been watching, Chris?
1: Yeah, that's uh
2: Well, I mean, I've been watching a bunch of stuff and I really wanted to talk about Loki because Loki season 2 was fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah. And just really the last what was it? Loki season 2 and then the Marvels. Um I was like, "Oh shit, this is like some some A-tier Marvel shit happening right now and then like nobody went to go see the Marvels and that made me sad." Because uh, that that's a bummer that that movie was kind of is 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 kind of a box office bomb. Because I thought it was one of the best Marvel movies they've made in years. I had a, such a good time seeing it, but uh, the the Marvel stuff was kind of sort of overshadowed by us. Uh, so we we were what Loki ended,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we were like, all right, we got to start catching up on some of these other shows. So we watched the first episode of Wheel of Time, and we're like. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell's going on. I don't remember who any of these people are, what their relationships are to one another, and uh, I'm sure this is good, but we're just not in the headspace for this. We want to sound a little bit more grounded, and so Karen mentioned that she had wanted to watch uh, The Morning Show, and <sighs> I was interested in that one, too, because I thought it seemed like a pretty interesting concept. And holy crap, that show is amazing. Really? It is, oh my god, it's intense, it is intelligent, In it just goes in wacky directions Uh, we just finished season one we're a couple episodes into season two which i feel like hasn't quite found its footing yet well i'm no that's wrong it knows where it's going i don't know where it's going yet okay Um, but season one uh so basically this is a show about um what the the hell was that guy's name
3: matt lauer matt
2: lauer this is basically the alternate tv edition of the whole matt lauer scandal he was a the you know America's dad on uh, the Today Show, and uh, then he turned out to be like a terrible sexual predator. So mm-hmm. this is um, this is a the basically a dramatization of a that like similar situation. Like that's the basic premise. Uh, the Matt Lauer character is uh, Steve Carell. What's the character's name?
3: Oh, Mitch Kessler.
2: Mitch Kessler, played by played hauntingly by Steve Carell. Like really, holy crap. Oh my God. He's amazing in this, like in disgusting, like amazingly disgusting. Uh, it's, it's, it's horrifying. Um, and, uh, Jennifer Aniston is like the co-host, And then, uh, they bring in, uh, Reese Witherspoon's character to like replace Mitch Kessler on the, the morning show. And there's all these like internal politics about who deserves what and how, like how many people knew about all the crazy shit that Mitch was doing and the network, defining different ways to cover it up and spin it and turn it into a good thing and oh my god like it's ridiculous like there are there are some crazy disturbing scenes uh towards the end of the first season with uh, or even in the middle of the first season i think with like uh steve carell's character just the way he explains himself like the Me Too movement's out to get him and everything's overblown and how he really believes in his heart of hearts that he didn't do anything truly wrong. And, like, there's this weird conversation with him and this character that Martin Short plays who's, like, even worse than him. And then, like, he draws this weird line and you start to see this realization in him, like, maybe I am the bad guy. No, no, it's the rest of the world that's wrong. But, like, it's so disturbing watching him be this character and as you the season goes on learning more and more about the horrible shit he did but like as awesome as he is like that jennifer aniston is uh, here's a sentence i never really thought i'd say jennifer <laughs> aniston is uh, outstanding uh, not that i have anything against jennifer aniston i've just never been like i've never seen her in anything like really like three-dimensional like mm. her character in this guy. show is fucking fascinating because she is a mess But she is incredibly, she's simultaneously incredibly endearing and incredibly devious. Like, she's, she's like a megalomaniac. Like, she's so self-serving most of the time. And um, Reese Witherspoon's character is this kind of, I don't even know how to explain her. She's a, a, a kind of like an independent journalist that got sucked into a th- this entire situation and got thrown into the role, uh, kind of on a surprise, uh, almost on a lark, just to fuck over the network. And it, I, I honestly, I cannot say enough good about it. I don't want to say too much because, God, the the show goes on these like insane twists and turns with the uh, the different like PAS and. Uh, the Weatherman is played by that guy who always looks like he's wearing eyeliner. Um,
3: <laughs> His name is Nestor Carbonell.
2: Yeah. He was, <laughs> you'd know him if you saw him. He'd be like, oh, it's that guy who's always wearing eyeliner. Yeah. But he's not. He's just this is the way he looks. Um, and uh, it, it, there's, there's no facet of it that's not incredibly well done. And it's like, here I am complaining about wanting to cancel uh, Disney Plus and uh what's it in uh, netflix and meanwhile this and ted lasso came out of apple which we never paid for <laughs> like holy shit apple really came up with some good good television and uh now i feel kind of bad that we didn't give them any of our money but we've given them enough of our money with various I, just products, still. <laughs> I just looked up
0: i just looked up nester and he's he's uh, has a heavy hispanic accent but you are yeah. absolutely right. He always looks like he's wearing a lot of eyeshadow.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> uh, he's great. He's he's another interesting character. So like this, the first season ends with this just complete. Every single episode would end, and it's just like grabbing the end of the chair, intense. Like, what's going to happen? What are they going to do? How are they? what's happening? And then, um, but the second season is taking place as COVID is happening. Which is also like...
3: There's like one guy on the staff, and it's like, you know, early January 2020, there's one guy in the staff going, do you think maybe we should do a story about this thing? (laughs) And everyone else is like, it's not really good television, it's kind of boring, shut up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's happening overseas, it's not that big a deal. And like, that's what was happening, and it's wild because I'm pretty sure this season aired in 2021 uh, or t- 2021 or 2022. So it was like, it was pretty, no, it was, I think it was 2021. It was pretty close afterwards. And I feel like that would have been really disturbing to watch that close. Um, mm-hmm. But even now looking back on it, it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like the way this is playing out and the way that they're foreshadowing everything. And also like what, what's happening with, the, the show itself, because like you feel like in in season one that Mitch Kessler is like, well he couldn't possibly like what what voice could he possibly have now, and then the way that they kind of bring it bring him into things isn't like oh no he 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 does have a voice, and it's fucking frightening <laughs> uh, is is really disturbing, and now we're in season two, yeah season two aired in twenty twenty one Eight, which point, is like
3: which imagine when it was shot then. <laughs> There's this like long drone shot in the first episode of season two where they're flying through the completely empty city, like no people mm-hmm. anywhere.
2: Yeah. Uh, that was this- yeah. Yeah. Episode two is called It's Like the Flu, and it's just like Jesus. I remember this shit. Really uh goodness gracious me. Like, um, it, it, this show is wild. And what's really interesting is that the, uh, the thumbnail, the, like the header image that you have on Plex has mm-hmm. John Hamm. And like, we haven't met John Hamm yet. And I keep looking at the oh. show, like, when's he going to show up? Are you, and who's he going to be? I, okay.
1: Interesting. That's cool.
2: I don't choose. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's, uh, characters, uh, producer played by Mark. Duplass is that Dupless. plus I-, I recognize him but I don't rec- know what I recognize him from but he's like I love him I love him so much and I want him to be okay and like season two starts with him being okay and it's like okay let's never see him again ever <laughs> write him off the show happily ever after and then like he makes this decision and I'm like no no don't you do it it's only going to lead to bad things for him. It's only going to lead to bad things. And I keep thinking that Ham Hamm's going to replace him. Like, that's what's going to happen. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen. Unless it's for him to go and get married and live on a puppy farm somewhere. Like, just
0: <laughs> let us not- let the man be. Go let him be happy. Go live on a puppy farm somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice.
1: Chris is feeling away.
2: <laughs> yeah, this, this show's fantastic. The thing That's
3: about awesome. the show is that it feels very sorkiny. That, I thought
2: Sorkin it was a Sorkin joint, right? It's not.
3: <laughs> no, it's not. But I it finally get that reference.
2: So. Oh, I just realized where I recognized this the, this dude from. So, like this guy who's um like the the executive, the young executive guy. He played Doctor Manhattan in a uh, Watchmen. Oh shit! Really? Cut, up. Cut up. Yes, yeah.
3: he's delightful on this show. He is like comes in with his own agenda and he's sort of not on anybody's side he's on his own side and the side is like i want to make this network and this show as good as it can be and i kind of don't care who i fuck over to get there and uh i really do like have the show's best interests at heart which means i have certain people's best interests at heart but it doesn't seem like it sometimes he's a lie and like do all this stuff uh, he's just so much fun to watch and then like every time somebody tries to like make him take things seriously he's just like no fuck you <laughs> <laughs> nope
2: yeah Not gonna. I, he's great um what's it uh uh again both jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon are fascinating to watch in uh, season one, um, the to, to kind of tie it back into Loki, which is funny that we watched this like back-to-back with Loki, uh, I'm like 99% sure that's the same girl. Yes. Make, yeah. Uh, so this girl played... Uh, yeah, she played Re- uh, Renslayer in Loki. Okay. Yeah, she she's in season one of this show and is also, like, astounding. Uh, her character... Almost doesn't seem like it's gonna. Her character becomes more important as the season goes on, uh, in in wild and interesting ways. Uh, it's it's fascinating. She is. Th- I again, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it, but there's this. There is a. Uh, there are a couple of scenes where she does so much with just some very subtle facial expressions of just kind of telling what's going on through this character's head. And it's just like, please tell me that she got nominated for something. Uh, and it seems that she did. Let's see. What does she get nominated for? Show, show me Show me your nominations. Uh, I don't know how to... I have no clue. Her name it. is
3: Gugu Mbatha-Raw.
2: Yeah, what she said. <laughs> um, let's see. She She's was, been on Doctor Who. Has she now? Yep. Let's see. She was nominated. She was a winner of the British Independent Film Award for Best Actress. Um, I don't see any nominees for more oh, out uh 2020 winner artist of distinction for the morning show at the festival mm-hmm. honors award i feel like that's not good enough <laughs> I
0: mean, it sounds fancy yeah wow y'all. chris uh,
2: she was she was nominated in 2020 for the gold derby tv award for uh the morning show again come on what are we doing here um
1: <laughs> do uh, better
2: bl- Yeah, she she deserves lots of recognition. I was I was floored by her performance in in season one. Oh, and she was pretty freaking great in Loki too. But that's yeah, that's neither here nor there.
1: Okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah, Uh. the
2: morning show—it's fantastic. You should watch it. But like, you know, it's it can be a tad stressful, but like in a really really entertaining way.
3: Um, she was. uh, I was going to say what was I going to say?
2: Who she was in Doctor Who? (laughs)
3: tish she was martha's sister
1: what oh, okay
2: holy shit now i see it yep. she
3: was so young yep oh, oh my that's god that's too
2: funny uh
3: huh? yeah this show is good i agree oh i remember um we we're we're trying to space out our um shows a little bit because of the actor strike and the writer's strike we know we're gonna hit a point at some point So we're, like, giving more time to shows that came out in the past few years that we didn't have time for. And that's how we landed on this show.
0: Gotcha.
1: Wow. What a wild ride. All right. Well, speaking of wild rides, I'm going to, I guess, just power through this one. Um, What I've been watching is Blue Eye Samurai. I cannot say enough good things about it. Uh, I'm going to just tell you all right now that if someone else doesn't make this their pick to watch in the future, I will be making it my next pick, even if it takes however many months that is. Because this is probably now on the top five favorite things I've ever seen in my life. Um, It's uh, basically the story... Uh, It's set during the Edo period in Japan, so that's like the 17th century. Uh, So you're looking at um, a half-white, half-Japanese swordmaster named Mizu is seeking vengeance against uh, those who have wronged their character uh, and uh, their mother. And uh, it is targeting four white men, the last four white men who illegally remain in Japan during uh, the time when they closed the borders. Uh, it was the Tokugawa shogunate um, by uh, who closed the borders and, and basically outlawed any white people. Uh, so it was like a very strong nationalist period. And um, it is... A very, like, if you know anything about the series, this is not a surprise, but um, the main character is a woman, and she very much is disguised as a man in the first episode, and I went into it not knowing any of the context of the show, and Evan was like, when did you realize it? And I was like, immediately. Like, (laughs) I have watched way too much anime to not know the cross-dressing trope, okay?
0: Um, (laughs) I'm letting you know. I did not I heard the voice I was like "Mm, Maybe they're just doing that voiceover thing and by the end Of the first episode I went god Damn it now I can't watch any more of this because I'm going to have to watch it with you
1: Yeah and it was uh, Like oh my god they're so I want all I want to do Is talk about the show like I wish that this had been my Pick now and I'm I'm still Glad that we picked good omens but like Had I known what I was going to get into with this Like this show made me feel things and it's It was so weird because the day that I watched it, I had been recovering from being sick. But that morning I had, for whatever reason, I've been wanting to do a lot of studies in art and I had just decided like, you know what, I'm going to go online and I'm just going to start like researching samurai and I'm going to, I'm going to like do some stuff and, and maybe do like a samurai piece. And, you know, I just, I haven't done studies in a while. Like I had all this like story going on in my head. And then I looked, and I was like, oh, yeah, Evan said I should watch this. So, like, you know, I just casually put it on, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, he hyped me up about it. Yeah, uh-huh, okay. 30 seconds in, I was like, oh, fuck. It's <laughs> so good. Um, so it's an animation style, but it's a French-American uh base for the production uh and the, the husband and wife are uh michael green and amber noizumi um and so they co-produced and and animated this series uh with this company blue spirit and when you look up blue spirit you look at their animation stuff like i went on their instagram and like this is not what they normally do if their Instagram is supposed to tell us anything. So the fact that this came out of that animation studio, it looks like most of the time they do like children's uh, cartoons. So
0: this was not that.
1: Yeah. This is very much an adult animation, not kid friendly at all. There's absolutely nudity, full frontal, uh, of like and a penis or two. Uh, peaches. Um, <laughs> there is a really interesting, like just for the representation piece, uh, like uh, Ringo is a handless character who uh like idolizes Mizu and wants to be her apprentice um and ends up just being this really interesting and like fascinating character. Um but basically like it's a revenge story but it feels it's got a little bit of like Western stuff uh when I read about it, like one of the things that they referenced was like clint Eastwood references, like Westerns and stuff. Um, And I one hundred percent was getting that vibe. So like and, but the thing is, like, those Westerns are, like, influenced by, like, old Japanese samurai, but I don't know. It just feels like this beautiful blend of Japanese storytelling and culture and uh, production blended into this, like, other world and brought to us in the form of animation. And I, I've, I just – oh, my God. The fight scenes, so, the choreography, so, uh, the colors, I, the
0: – I watch a lot of animation and – There was, and I'm not going to explain the point in this show, but there was a scene in this show that, you know, like when you watch TV and you see someone go, oh, oh my God. Like I had that reaction to seeing an animated character do something that I did not expect that took it to the next level. And I'm not used to that because it's usually just relatively repetitive, like we've seen it, like, yes, there's a lot of uh, Western influence, there are, you know, like spaghetti Western influences in this, and, and Samurai, it was like, I was riveted the entire time, and that's, you know, that speaks volumes, because a lot of shows, especially animation, are just retelling something that I've already seen, and just, you know, animating it. This is, I was I was upset that I got to watch it my, myself the first episode and not get to experience it with you mm. the, at, at the same time i had to i waited and then when I, you, you finished the first episode and i and i came into the room because you're watching it in the bedroom like so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: like it, yeah this is one that like i i am gonna be revisiting and uh, for sure like it, singing its praises for a long time to come um, it just brought in like a lot of the really cool uh, action fight sequences that I love to see uh, but in, done in like really fun ways There, it, like there's moments that reminded me of like Kill Bill um, it, there's a lot of like subversive like like undermining like that patriarchal bullshit that you see um, there's a, and especially too like because you have to remember like the oppressive culture at that time uh specifically like you're you're looking at like women are property right like that's all they that they're considered to be and so to see her be, like, this absolute fucking badass and, like, some of the scenes that you end up witnessing where, like, oh my god, there's, like, a Naruto-esque moment where she fucking drops these weights that she always wears and then she just kicks ass. Like, there's there's these beautiful moments of character interaction and, like, solidarity and and, like... The character growth over an eight-episode arc for literally every character on the show is absolutely insane to me. I can't believe that it was that well fleshed out uh, and done in just such an elegant and Perfect way. Um, and then not to for top, nothing,
2: but I yeah. still to this day wish Rockley had beat the shit out of Gara.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> just, just <saying>. I know, <laughs> but I'm so I love the fact that you just understood that entire reference because that's exactly what I I thought of immediately. Rockley will now and forever be my favorite Naruto character. Fight me, I dare you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Rockley
2: rules, man. Yes, God, I loved him.
1: Oh, he was so great, he's so underrated. Um, but yeah, like there's I feel like I don't know if she is a fan of that or if it was like a nod to that or whatever, but like she 100% did that. And then just like one little thing well, that's that an
2: I, anime trope in general, right? I mean that that thing's maybe I don't think it's ever <laughs> I've never seen it done as well as when when he took off those weights. Yeah. But I mean it like, felt, you know, Goku did that early on. Yeah, uh, but in it Dragon it, Ball Z, you know, but
1: it felt like a nod. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the most recent one that I had watched. Like, I know they did that. But it, it really, like, if you ever get the chance to watch it, like, I, I want your thoughts. Because it it really did feel like that was the nod. But I could just be projecting because I love him so much.
2: Uh. Well, it's you definitely piqued my interest.
1: Um, and it's yeah. beautiful. Do you remember when you were watching all of the Star Wars shorts and you were talking about, like, one of them was, like, in an anime style? But they were all animated shorts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that... It based on the way you talked about that and the excitement I felt when you talked about that, it's like to me, it's like that level of awesome and that level of energy is brought to every single episode with beautiful storytelling and archetypes and little nods. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out that, um, I it's it's cool to like just watch it as you go through the series, but Evan, remember how she's wearing a scarf at the beginning? Mm -hmm. Do you know, did you notice that it's gone at the end? Yeah. Do you know why she was wearing it? No. So she doesn't have an Adam's apple.
0: Oh, that tracks.
1: And like, that's like, that's the level of detail that they paid attention to with this character. So like, there's just so much more, but I I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to say anything else. Once we've actually gotten a chance for people to watch it and we can dive in, there is so much more I want to talk about. Like. I was literally reading about that historical period right before I watched it. So I was like, babe, do you know why this happened? Because blah, 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 And he was like, please, for the just, love of God. Just watch the show. Just be sick. <laughs> just shut up. Like, oh my God. Like, I, I, I think Arcane was like really up there with like the excitement level that I felt after watching it. But I, I don't know why, but this literally like hit me in every way possible that it could have in the best ways. It just did. The
0: show is made specifically for you, I swear to God, I want... Yes.
1: (laughs) I swear to God, yes. Yes. Somebody, like, reached inside my soul and was like...
0: It's as if someone created, like, a Doctor Who heavily, beautifully done animated show for Karen or gave Chris, I don't know... Like a Star Wars thing. Star Wars thing. Yeah. Like, that's
1: this is this is this what is that G-R's. will be for me yes There's,
0: there was a point like we're watching it and there was like a, a, a sh- an, an event in a town and there was uh, taiko drumming going on <laughs> <laughs> and i just like <laughs> casually look over and i'm like you are loving every second of the uh-huh, show <laughs>
1: uh-huh yeah. yeah so there it is Ugh, so many good things Ugh, i can't it's sword father i love him okay so yeah that's a. Uh, that's my thing uh if anybody who's listening has watched it like oh talk about it in discord bring it up let me know i'll actually check the discord like i I just want someone to talk to me about it so yeah i love it so much uh but yeah okay now that i'm really excited i gotta pee let's take a break (laughs) (laughs) that's my girl (laughs) (laughs) i got so excited that i'm too excited and on that note we'll be back
2: Hi everyone, Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the GeekAid Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows and more. If you'd like to help support GeekAid and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the GeekAid Patreon page linked in the show notes of this very podcast.
4: We are Safe at Home, the leading dog rescue in the heart of New Jersey. Are you searching for a loyal companion, a dog that will bring love and joy to your home? Look no further than Safe at Home. At Safe at Home, we believe in giving every dog a second chance. We rescue, rehabilitate, and find loving forever homes for dogs in need right here in the Garden State. Our dogs are ready to make a lasting impact on your life. Each one has a unique story, a wagging tale, and an incredible capacity for love when you adopt from safe at home you're not just gaining a pet you're becoming a part of our family our dedicated team ensures a seamless adoption process providing ongoing support and guidance with new jersey's beautiful parks beaches and trails you and your new furry friend will have endless opportunities for adventures and cherished memories safe at home relies on the support of compassionate individuals like you Your donations and volunteer work enable us to continue saving lives and finding forever homes for these amazing dogs. Join us in creating a safer, happier community for dogs in New Jersey. Together we can make a difference and give every dog the chance to feel safe at home. Visit our website or call us now to learn about how you can be a part of the Safe at Home mission. Safe at Home. Because every dog deserves to be loved and protected www.safeathomerescue.org
1: And we're back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nebula. Okay, no, I'm a little out of myself. So we're talking about Good Omens, Season 2, Episode 1, The Arrival. And quick plot synopsis. uh, It starts with Crowley as an angel. Which I didn't see coming knowing he's a demon, knowing that they're all fallen angels, et cetera, et cetera. I just, I don't know why, but I didn't picture it. And I was like, huh. So he creates a nebula. He's very disappointed because Arafel tells him that the creation is intended merely for the entertainment of the humans. And it will be destroyed in 6,000 years. And then in flash forward to modern times. So like that just comes and goes i was like why is this a throwaway scene or is it uh and then gabriel has disappeared from heaven in present day and both heaven and hell are looking for him and he shows up at azaraphale's bookshop with uh, just a box. With a box. And there's a fly inside. I
2: believe the technical term is buck-ass nude. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, and then, you know, Zeref and Crowley naturally have to figure out how to hide him because heaven and hell are looking for uh, Gabriel. And basically the threat is whoever is housing or hiding him gets nuked. And Crowley finds this out and goes, Fuck goes to protect his Arafel because he's so cute. Uh and then they decide to perform a miracle, but not a full miracle each, only half a miracle each to get to the power (laughs) of a whole miracle.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, that scene where they're like nothing. Okay. Nobody noticed anything. And then they hard cut to the meh 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 and the red lights flashing and everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, of course, it sets off all the alarms and triggers the, like, globe, map, locating, beacon, GPS the in heaven and immediately points everybody to uh, Azara Phil's bookshelf. So it's great. It's great. Um, there's there's some other scenes in there about uh, a record store I, slash coffee shop romance. I'm uh,
0: sorry. One of my opening lines was going to be, and I, and I didn't because I didn't want to hurt Chris's feelings, but it was. If I owned a record shop, I'd be more worried about people breaking in and leaving more records behind. <laughs> Cuz that like everything that that one woman said to the other woman, you could see cut her like a knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That was that was rough. I felt so bad for her. Um So yeah, I will be honest, I did not feel excited about this season, even after hearing about it, because I just wasn't, I love Michael Sheen and I love David Tennant in these roles. I need to be very clear on that. And I think that the first season was absolutely phenomenal and, you know, I I really enjoyed everything. However, I was not as excited to know that they were continuing this. And I think I had said this in the past to you, Karen, because of the fact that I was like, well, this was not intended to be more than one season and i don't know that i trust them to actually regardless of who's involved on the creative team i just didn't know if i trusted it to actually be any good and the second we went into this episode i'm telling you we didn't do anything to like refresh we didn't we didn't like watch a recap we didn't even like look at the first episodes and read descriptions we just jumped right into season two and i was immediately right back in like they did such a good job of hooking me at least. I don't know how you felt, Hun, but mm-hmm. I, I really felt like immediately drawn back in. I, I thought the dialogue was witty and sharp and fun. The the scenes, uh, the, every character has just great chemistry in every interaction. Um, and I was, I found it endearing and I found it like, it was one of those, like, I felt as though they were doing a pretty good job of reminding me of who some of these characters were without working too hard uh, to remind me. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, was that the, was the, the coffee shop owner, is that, um, the girl who had Agnes Nutter's, I can't remember her name. The one who lived in the cottage Anathema, I think it was.
3: Yeah, that definitely is not the same person.
1: But no. Okay. So are we supposed to know who that girl is?
3: No, she's a new character.
1: She's a new character. Okay, because the way that they introduced her, I felt like I was supposed to know who she was, and I was like, I don't, this seems wrong. I don't remember this. Okay, so that, now I'm much less confused. Um, But yeah, we haven't gotten past the first episode. (laughs) Really? Okay, because I wasn't sure how far you were going to get, and I rewatched
3: the whole season the other day when I was Uh, lying on the couch trying not to die
1: yeah I watched this uh, basically on the tail end of being sick like just as I was starting to feel better so naturally as soon as I start to feel better I'm back to working a million hours a day and I just have not had the time to watch more Um, and I want to so badly but I also was worried that if I went too far into the season I wasn't going to be able to recall anything from the first episode and that was like what I chose so I didn't want to of course I should have known that you would be able to rewatch that second season dang it (laughs) <laughs> I'm so well, glad that you did
3: I am too because I had uh, I had a slightly different take on it than I did when I watched it initially
1: okay that was going to um, be my question
3: yeah um, just for anybody who doesn't know Good Omens is my favorite book of all time um, and I really loved season one but season one was the book in its entirety mm-hmm. um, and so season two is what was planned if they decided to write a second book that they never did. So there is, like, gems of the, or the germs of the ideas are from the original writers from the time the book was written. So it's not exactly just pulled out of their asses to make more money.
1: Right. And I didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I knew that there was source material, but it was, it's like like the fact that it was still un—I don't want to say unwritten because, like you said, they had nuggets, but it was the fact that to me, I just didn't trust. Like just because you had an idea, like great, so did George Martin and look how that turned yeah, out. Yeah, it
3: didn't properly exist. Hmm. Um, um. Yeah. So uh, uh, <clears throat> the first time I watched season two, I liked it, um, but I had some issues with the human characters. I kind of felt like. I was maybe I was just so attached to the source material. But I was like, I don't know who these new people are, and I don't care. Why <laughs> yeah. are they here? This is yeah. wasting time. Yeah. second time I watched it, it, they do feel more integral to the plot of season 2. Okay. And where they end up um they're, they're sort of more like a plot device uh cuz a lot of season two is about the relationship between Aziraphale and Crowley. Mm-hmm. Um, and these two are kind of like a parallel for them, but like in a completely different situation. They're similar. Oh, wow. I types. have a
1: question. Oh, I, I don't care about spoilers on the season because I'm going to watch it anyway. But if you don't want to say anything, that's fine. Is sure. there do these two like. Is there a romance going on here?
0: With the ladies, or with
1: no, with with Aziraphale and Crowley. Yes, did I was that was that a thing that was strongly hinted at in the book? Um,
3: it depends on your read of it. Honestly, it's not overt; it's not in the text, but it can be read that way in the subtext. So, here's the thing: half the internet, um. Ships, oh boy. <laughs> ships these two so hard and will brook no argument and the other half of the internet is like but they weren't gay in the book okay so okay. um but they weren't not gay in the book either they were just like it wasn't about their relationship really right.
1: but uh, I've uh, seen uh, this one artist that I am friends with I have seen so much fan art come out of her and all of it is them as this really fucking adorable couple, and I was like, ah. "Um." So I I just kind of like wondered if there was something that I missed as far as like subtext and undertones, or if it's something that's going to end up coming out in this season. And I don't need to know more at this point because um, I just I. I mean, this, I just feel like this is literally the longest universe in, uh, longest romance in the universe, you know? Um, yeah. in season one in
3: the show, I think it's there if you look for it, like they put little things into the show that don't feel out of place. Right. Um, but that weren't overtly in the book. Um, but this season is much, much more about their relationship. Okay. Um. And it's, uh the other thing about it is it is a much smaller story mm-hmm. than, um, like, it's, well, at least for most of season two, it feels like a much smaller story because season one was about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And then now season two is like, where's this angel and what's going on with these two chicks? And, mm. like, it's just a smaller thing. But it's nice that way. And it ends up tying back to you know the consequences of you know what happened in season 1 mm-hmm. by the end
1: that's cool okay
3: yeah absolutely um it's a ride girlfriend <laughs> I'm here it's a it. whole ass ride and yes um <clears throat> the internet refers to them or at least the half that ships them refers to them as the ineffable husbands oh my god Aww. stop it is adorable
1: that's so cute okay yeah i don't know i like i I, my concern was like maybe i was projecting after watching our flag means death because i was like (laughs) everything's gay now (laughs) i know a little bit i was just like am i like thirsty for more like what is happening right now like am i just do i just want like my favorite male characters that are leads to just have romances now like what's happening i don't know but it was so good and and then i'm seeing this fan art and i'm like this must be like swaying me and then i was like but what if it's there i've
3: seen a lot of um fan art like cartoon style fan art yes where you get these two uh-huh and then um steed and blackbeard uh yes. and uh loki and um oh owen wilson's character yes. and it was like the you know this is like loki blackbeard and crowley belong together in one panel yep. and azir valensteed and um owen wilson belong in the other panel
1: i am fucking here like, for same, it same same energy yeah mobius that's right thank mobius, you thank you yeah i was like why am i not remembering this Yeah, yeah 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 i ship that yeah <laughs> Ugh, i love it so okay anyway uh yeah chris and evan what were your thoughts because karen and i think we could talk about this forever and i want to give you guys some (laughs) correct space. yeah
2: i was entertained by it um i really liked in the first season that it was uh they didn't really hammer you over the head with like no they they, they're gay i kind of liked that that wasn't the focal point of the story because nor should it be yeah I just, yeah I'm I'm I I didn't necessarily ship them I didn't really I wasn't as interested in that aspect of their characters so that was that that kind of irked me a little bit um mm-hmm. but really the only thing that properly irked me about the season was that the 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 two uh, women there I did not sense even the slightest bit of chemistry between the two of them like I didn't even I it, I just didn't I didn't buy it I didn't buy those two at all uh and that kind of just irked me a bit but everything else i thought was fantastic and so i thought it was a really interesting story about the like you know, i'm not gonna necessarily spoil what's going on but like everything that happened with gabriel like why he was there and how he got there i thought that was a really cool story and um uh it's david Tennant's it's just a joy to watch although his hair is distracting in this season oh
3: my god it's like 10 feet high it's
2: it's it's taller in this season, right? Yes. Because like, I don't remember it being quite so ridiculous in season one. But I haven't rewatched like the show an like anime ever. Com- but
0: cartoon, <laughs> like
2: it, his so his high. hair is like. There's certain scenes where you're just like, "Wow, mm-hmm. that is meticulous." But uh, there's just there's a lot of good times with the car and the radio, and it's 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 just it's just magnificent magnificent television. I I I, I wish I had. I, I I guess I just wish those two uh, women were, were cast differently. I don't know. There was just... I didn't buy them at all, and that really kind of took me out of it more than I wished it would. But other than well, that... Well, not to spoil
3: out. the ending, but having rewatched the whole season again, because <laughs> I did feel the same as you first time we watched it, Um, but it, by the end of the season, it kind of makes sense that they don't have any chemistry.
1: Okay. Does it? Am I crazy, or is Crowley's hair redder this season too? Uh
3: I couldn't tell you, but <laughs> okay. it does seem very red. Okay, but I don't know Pointy. that I can speak to the degree <laughs> of redness.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, I want to give a, a – I mean, everybody, you know, David Tennant and Michael Sheen—they did a phenomenal job. I want to comment on John Ham's comedic Holy shit.
4: timing. Oh my God, he's so
0: funny. He is so goddamn funny, and I a, a little bit of a shout out for um, Shax. Is that the the, the female yeah. demon you know that that kept sneaking up on David? <laughs> like, yeah. like their interactions were fun to watch because I it was like she didn't know what she was doing, but she knew what she was doing, and like Crowley should be doing that job. Kind of feel like all of those. That though I, don't, I mean Gabriel is not a secondary character, but those secondary interactions that were not as and, and Crowley, like there were a lot of fun, and I am enjoying mm-hmm. that. Even that the the heaven scenes, where like that, uh-huh. that, that box of matches is there, Ugh. and she's, she's just. Like she's an angel. She's she's poking at a, a box like, like it's going to explode or something. <laughs> it was it was funny. It was it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the depth of the story I can't speak to yet because it's just you know we've only seen the, the one episode, but I mean everybody seems to be in in, in, in doing a great job. I th- I thought the non chemistry between those two. Ladies in the coffee and, and, and record shop. I thought that was purposeful. Um, I don't know. I guess when we see the rest of the season, I'll, I'll give a better response to that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want them to get together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I enjoy the, the 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 show quite a bit, and I, you know, there wasn't a thousand other things available whether it be other television or just, you know, other parts of life, uh, we would have finished it, but you know, that's,
1: we haven't had a time and a long time to sit down and like binge or sit and watch things like all the way through. Um, I actually tried to start a new TV show to talk about tonight cause I wanted to save blue eye samurai. And then I didn't even get to finish the first episode. Um, <laughs> So it was just one of those, like, the only stuff I've really been putting on in the background television-wise has been stuff that I've already seen because I can, you know, mostly ignore it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's unfortunate because I this is – television like this is the kind of television that I I love to watch because it, it's – first of all, the the cast is so endearing. Second of all, I love the way that the production is done. And like I said, like – just, I mean, like you're talking about shacks, right? Like the conversation they have on the bench, especially when he's like, when she's like, is it always this easy? And he, he's like, yes, humans love misery. Like they're so good at making their own misery. Like that whole, and then the conversation when he's like yelling about frozen peas for ducks, I was like, Evan, 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 Evan we have to get frozen peas. There's
0: like, turtles. <laughs> we try to figure out that we have, uh, we go on a walk and there's a lot of turtles and we don't want to feed it yeah. the wrong thing. But now we know.
1: It's so great. But it just like it brought me right back to the whole like his role and like book one or st- season one.
0: It's, it's Sorry. it felt <laughs> seamless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it didn't it, I, it, like, like you said, I did not need the recap because it's it's almost as if it was starting fresh. You know?
1: Well, I think it gives a lot of yeah. context, but I think for me, it it wasn't so much that like, I do still want to go back and like watch a season one recap, but my point was more so that like, you know, like for Doctor Who, like I, 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 I'm not as warmed up to it anymore. I don't get as excited to jump back in. It, even when I did go back in and watch episodes with you recently, I, um, it was, it was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I forgot how much I like this show. And like... <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of like a nostalgia thing for this. I just, it was like settling in. It's like putting, wrapping yourself up in your favorite blanket and being like, ah, yes, this just feels right. Like it just brings me right back in. And I really enjoy that journey and that experience. And I'm not wary about it anymore at all. Like there's no hesitance or reluctance to go back and watch more. I'm excited for what comes next. So yeah, I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to watching more. I wish I had had time to watch the whole season or even more than just the one episode. But um, when I realized I wasn't going to be able to get much further than maybe the second episode, I didn't want to, like, taint my memory of it, of this first one. So,
0: Yeah, unfortunately, our time is more spent watching something that we could fast forward through most of it so that we can finish our meal and yeah. go do whatever else we have and, you know, help I wrecked my house and – extra to fabulous does that really well
1: yeah i watch like <laughs> i literally watch like 10 minutes of television at a time right now it's it's and i've i've talked about doing that before because i'll do it like while i'm having a you know a meal and a break time or whatever and then usually at some point i'll delegate more time to just hang out and watch tv nope <laughs> The you know, only time I watched television recently was while I was sick, and I happened to make the priority there, blue Eye Samurai, and that was completely accidental.
0: And not for nothing, I'm going to give a shout out to this. I was very proud of you. We did spend four and a half hours sitting down quietly watching a full miniseries in one night. I don't know what brought it on, but we watched like the 1998 Stephen King's The Shining miniseries. And- it was great.
1: Yeah, actually that's a fair point. I probably could have spent that time we watching could have watched Good something Omens. else, but we wanted to watch the Shining. Well, and I'll tell you the reason that came up is because Spotify gave me that freaking audiobook option. Oh,
0: that's right.
1: And I started diving into Stephen Well, no, actually you started this because you were watching a Stephen King uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. And it was about him and all of his writing and I didn't realize and the movies and I didn't realize how much Stephen King has written that I didn't know about. Or how many films have been made about Stephen King's books, or because of Stephen King's books? I just I, the scope and breadth and reach that that man has, and the amount of work he has produced <laughs> it's is like
0: eleven percent of all movies are written by Stephen I, I King at some point in time. Point.
1: And it and yeah, so that that made me really curious and intrigued. And then you know they talked about how the Kubrick version of of. Uh, the shining is like kind of butchering the original story and then i was like well i'm listening to the tommy knockers and you know so it just kind of got me on this like whole thing and i was like well let me just check it out and the next thing i knew i was like i'm in i just i don't know i I wanted to know where the story went and i wanted it to be a beginning and an ending so i think that was probably why it just felt less intimidating to Watch because it, I was like, oh, it's only and four And you did have to
0: pay attention to it. It's and that's yeah. the thing. Like we'll we'll sit down and we both wanted to watch Good Omens. We wanted to sit there, but like I don't want to separate myself and watch it separately from you. Like we want we gotta find the time to sit down together. Yeah. It's you know, yeah. Time is you know not as wimpy as Doctor Who would like you to believe.
1: Mm. So, how do you guys make time for watching television? Do you tend to watch a lot of stuff separately, or do you guys get to watch things together?
3: We get the chance to watch like maybe an hour and a half together okay. after the kids go to bed. Uh huh. Um, most nights, not all nights because he'll have a podcast or I'll go out or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's about the size of our watching together. If there is something that is like, you know, week to week, dropping week to week that we're really into, mm. um, we both work from home at least some of the same days and then so like we will sometimes on a lunch hour be like okay let's sit down and see the new loki or whatever Mm. um but usually it's just that hour hour and a half after the kids go to bed before we collapse Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) for the most part it's you know separate stuff
0: so you you guys like and that's that's the That's the weird – I don't want to say it's weird. That's the one thing that we have a problem with, or at least I do. You and I have similar tastes. Like we like to watch the same thing. So I'll get you things like Mayfair witches that I have no interest in whatsoever. Like so you can have something to watch so I can find something else to watch and that it never sticks. (laughs) I'll turn on (laughs) something (laughs) like Blue-Eyed Samurai and go – I got (laughs) to sit down with, with, I can't watch this without you kind of thing, Yeah. so, but we'll get through it eventually, we've got a lot of things that we need to catch up, well, catch up, start, echoes, did you know there was a whole um, new season of uh, Orphan Black?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I did know that, and we never finished the last one, so I just kind of ignored it. Really? You didn't
0: finish Orphan Black, huh? That's surprising.
2: Where was a huge gap between yes, the second and last season uh, and us attempting to watch the last season. And we started to watch the last season. We watched the first episode and we're like, what? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: uh-huh. What? And then we just say, you know what? We're going to have to do a rewatch of this show at some point and then watch the last season. And then that never happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Invincible's got a bunch of episodes that I haven't watched. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah we watched the first one, maybe two of that. And, uh, you know, I'm still super interested in catching up on it, but I'm okay with waiting until we blast through the rest of morning show.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm glad that you mentioned something about Loki too, because it was not grabbing me the same way the first season did. Like I, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. At, by the end of it, I, I remember initially being like, Oh, I thought Loki was one of the better things to come out of Marvel in a long time. And the first episode did nothing for me in the second season, and it I think we've watched two or three, and it's still like eh I don't know why it's just not holding me, so
2: no, I fucking loved it i mean yeah. I can't remember if i I can't remember if it kicked off quite so quite as hard, and there is definitely less of uh Sylvie than I would have liked, mm. but uh. I thought it was, thought it was great, especially like by the end of it, I was like, "Damn, this was really good." Um, How yeah, happened? I guess maybe the first couple episodes were a little like, "Okay, we'll see where this is going," but yeah, I think by the end of it, I was like, "Yep, give me more, pile it on." Yeah,
1: um, I, yeah, just I haven't. I'm waiting for. I'm it's waiting. A short for the-
0: season, right? It's like six, six episodes, something short. It's a Marvel ep- Marvel show,
2: so we made it halfway yeah, through. Yeah, it's not a. Not a ton of it, but yeah, good times were had. Lots of spaghetti,
3: especially <laughs> once you get um, Kehi Kwan's character in there, he's
0: so fun. Uh, yeah, see, I
1: gotta, I
2: gotta yeah, Ouroboros, yeah, yeah, good he,
1: times. Mm-hmm.
0: I love seeing that guy every once in a while, it's like a surprise.
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, <gasps> oh, oh mine, <my>,
0: it's Roundhouse, <laughs> right? Roundhouse, short, short, round. Round. short round, short round roundhouse hey round was in there all right it's not that far off
1: listen we're our brains are broken okay
0: it is now 11 o'clock at night some of us are tired i
1: don't know what you're talking about we don't have children we're fine after having you our nephew here as for like much right to be tired as parents do oh i appreciate that just i, I after um, having our nephew here for a few days we realized what tired actually feels like and i was like mm. uh, yeah that is a fair point
2: i'm just I'm, looking at oh 11 o'clock i've still got at least another hour of this but you're not dan no no <laughs> <laughs> no <nope. laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You're not Dan every, and
3: it's not Friday.
2: <laughs> every every Friday night at about
0: eleven thirty, I'll peek my head into this office to see the little sound bars. A jump, going, fuck those guys! Just don't shut up, man. We really don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: We're just incapable of running out of things to say.
1: Oh God, hey, you know what? Sometimes oh, that's a good problem to have. But uh, okay, speaking is, of yeah. things to say, Chris, would you like to give us a social media? To do, if
2: you will. Oh, sure. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk, and of course, the regular Geekade social media accounts, linked to in the show notes. The four of us can be found in various ways. Um, I should update this, because I'm not really on Twitter anymore. It's just a cesspool of... X. Yeah, it's a... It's a, a wretched hive of Twitter. scum and villainy, and I've just about moved on from it. But you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you?
3: I'm at STM Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Etsy.
2: What about you, Angie?
1: Go to my website. You can find all my socials through there. It's AngelaFernot.com.
2: And Evan, what about you and the internet? How do you get along? <laughs>
0: <coughs> com. We're always doing something new there So check that out
2: Spiffy If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight Or what we'll be watching in the future Have a look at our show notes And if you have any other questions at all We can always be reached at, at com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line So we know who you're trying to reach This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold Including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more and wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Angie.
1: Thank you. All right. Um, he made it through. You did it. I'm proud Yay. of you. Uh, Evan, you're picking next. So what do you, what do you got?
0: All right. So um, I have made comment uh, often about the Corridor crew and their special effects and v- effects stuff and they turned me on to this show that apparently has the best special effects on (gasps) television um i want to watch the it's just called foundation we're gonna watch season one episode one um i i I get a lot of like dune vibes from it but i have no other information foundation
2: just Foundation? Just Foundation. It is an Apple Plus. Season two. one, episode one.
0: Season one, episode one. I wrote it down. The Emperor's Peace is the name of the episode.
2: Hmm. Another Apple show, eh? All right. Yeah. yeah. Looks looks really, really good. So we'll see. You look really, really good.
0: I do. He
1: does. He's got great calves. <laughs>
2: Those are straight up cows at this point. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm not that old.
1: Oh
3: my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Who's been calling your calves shapely? My mom. (laughs) That's a deep cut, you guys. Some sports night
2: action right there. Wow. (laughs) I'm
1: so uncomfortable. What have I done? Wrap it up, (laughs) hon. All right. So we're moving on. Everybody, thank you so much. Now you've got your homework. Go do it. Watch the show. Uh, don't forget to check out discord and I think that's it. Right. We're good guys. Yeah. All right. Cool. So from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Angie. I'm Evan. I'm Jim.
2: (laughs) I am dusting.
1: (laughs) Good night.
0: And this concludes our broadcast day.